Walk around with my chest out of my skin smooth. I'm healthy. I'm in a mix and I'm handshaking, but most of y'all can't. Help. What's going on, guys? My name is Mark Anthony Joe. And I'm Matt. And this is the Joe Brothers Podcast. So Matt just reminded me that earlier today I, I texted him. And uh, and what I texted him was just, I, I, what did it say? Uh, home, it said homeless guy and the lady. Oh, yeah, homeless guy and the lady. So I texted him that because, um, for, well, first of all, I had, I had AirPods in. So I just, I, I was in the middle of a run. And I didn't want to like stop the run and pull out my phone. So I just, hey, Siri, you know, text Matt. And I just wanted, I just texted him those two key words because I just wanted to remember to tell him the story. But um, so I was, when I was running, I was down um, by like CVS and, and Steak and Shake, believe it or not. But by the way, why is there even Steak and Shake still open uh, in existence in the world? I don't, let's, I mean, that's a totally, totally separate podcast topic. But, um, but I was down, um, you know, at that intersection. And this is next to a river, okay? And there, there's just a river that goes by. And on either side of the river at this, at this intersection, um, you could see, like, tent um, structures that were put up clearly by, like, homeless people uh, that probably lived there in those tents or those uh, shelters, of uh, makeshift shelters. And it was, it was still early in the morning. It was still, I mean, it wasn't super early, but it was still early in the morning. And none of the homeless people were outside of their shelters, okay? Uh, but I saw, I happened to catch this, this old lady. She pulls in a parking lot adjacent to the, the riverbank where these shelters are. And she gets out of her car and she grabs a box and she like sneaks over next to one of the, the shelters and she sets the box on the ground and then goes back to her car, grabs a second box, sneaks it over, sets it down on the ground next to one of the shelters and then gets in her car and drive away. And I was just like, I watched this whole thing happen. She didn't know anybody could see her. And it literally almost made me cry. Like I'm, I'm not super sentimental, but or um, yeah, I, I think that's the right word, right? I'm not super sentimental, but watching this lady do that, like it was just such a, it was, it was a perfect depiction of just like what's right in the world and like what being a good person looks like. And it was, it, you know, I mean, we, we always have fear mongering and, 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 and you turn on the news, there's never any good stuff on there. All people like to, to talk about and gossip about uh, really involves negativity. And so to see something like that, you know, um, in the midst of just being surrounded by such a neg negativity and culture right now, it really, really, really had a big impact on me. And so this is my actually my first time telling Matt that story. I figured that you would like that. Yeah, that, that's fire. That's fire. <laughs> Like what in the world, man? I just want to, I wanted to say something. I wanted to whip out my phone and record it, but like, you know, that was her moment and I didn't, and I also didn't want to interrupt it, but it was really, really cool. But anyway, so what I want to talk about today is, uh, yesterday I had an opportunity, um, to speak, uh, in front of an entire company a local company, um, uh, earlier in the week, this the the owner of this business he reached out to me on Instagram and he said, "Hey man, you know I I've heard you on a few podcasts now and I follow you on Instagram and dude I think that you like I have a lot of people who have who come from really really tough situations, uh, whether it's uh, drug addiction or prison or people just from lower income." Uh, 
um, lower income neighborhoods and just living environments, uh, those are those are generally the majority of his employees. And so he said, man, I think that they could really benefit from just hearing from somebody like you and really just paint a picture of, you know, how you can come from those kind of environments, uh, but still make something of your life. And you know, first of all, I was so flattered. Like it, like it was just, it was, it was really, really cool to even be presented an opportunity like that. Um, and I, of course, I said yes immediately. You know, I said, yeah, man, sure. Um, you know, whatever I could do to help. And it happened to be like on a Tuesday or Wednesday. And um, I said, how about this Friday? You know, and um, and so yesterday I had an opportunity to go and uh, and speak to his company and. Uh, why I bring that up is because, man, I'd never, I'd never done a public speaking, you know, occasion like that. Um, I've never spoke to his company. He didn't give me, he didn't give me anything to talk about. He didn't tell me anything specific that he wanted me to say or a message he wanted me to deliver. Like he gave me absolutely nothing to work with other than, you know, kind of the background, the general background of these, of these people. And, uh, and so I showed up and I, you know, I, I, you know, sat and chatted with him in his office for a little while. But guys, I was I was terrified. Like I was I figured that when I showed up and him and I talked for a little bit, he would still give me some direction. He would give me something that he wanted me to talk about. He didn't. He didn't give me anything. He just told me about the history of his business and everything. And so now we're walking around. And he's like, all right, cool. I'm going to grab everybody. And I'm like, you know, grab everybody. I thought I was talking to a couple people, first of all. And and he just grabs everybody and then kind of just puts me up there and um and I could see this coming like I could see this coming I I could tell at this point before you know that happened that he did not intend on giving me any prompts like he didn't give so I'm like man I'm so nervous guys I was I was I was in the I, I asked him hey man can I go to the bathroom I go in the bathroom I just close my eyes I started praying I'm like yeah 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 for real. <laughs> yeah I <laughs> but for real I did I did I was so afraid um because I didn't know what to do I'd never been in that environment before but it is something that obviously I was I was happy to be there and grateful to be there to do um, and I said, I, I did, I said my favorite prayer in, uh, in the bathroom. It's, you know, I'm only here to be truly helpful. I'm here um, to represent God. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because I know that God will direct me and I'm content to be wherever I am knowing God is with me. Like that's my, that's my favorite prayer. And, um, and I say it just about every day, but I went in that bathroom and I said it with some, with some energy, with some effort, <laughs> you know, I really did. And, uh, and so, you know, needless to say, the, the, the talk, it went really well. Um, they, they ended up, I didn't know what to think, but they ended up, you know, really, really uh, enthusiastically, you know, um, applauding and standing. And everybody came up afterwards and shook my hand. And it was, it was, it was an amazing experience. Um, and I know that it was an experience that helped me grow. Um, and, and that's really what I want to talk about today is like, I was terrified to go up there and talk to those people. I swear I, I was terrified. I didn't feel qualified. I didn't feel, you know, equipped. I didn't feel prepared. Um, but I did it anyway, you know, and I've, and I've grown accustomed in my life to in the midst of, of that fear, that fear that, that ends up crippling most people um, to just lean into it, you know, to just rip the bandaid off and, and do the best I can with every opportunity I get. But, um, but it ended up being a tremendous experience. And I think that it, it's significant to talk about because I don't know that most people 
um, operate in that capacity. I don't know that most people consistently lean into fear. Most people uh, are averse, you know, to those uncomfortable or those trying or those um, unfamiliar uh, situations. And 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 I know that my brother he shares the same quality. You know, we we our life experience has brought us to a place where we don't really fear much. And and even if we do. F- you know, have some hesitations or fears. Um, I think we've just grown accustomed to, you know, really just diving in head first and and getting those out of the way because fear will just it'll just imprison you, you know, until you overcome it. And 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 we don't like feeling imprisoned, needless to say. So I wanted to share that with Matt, not only because I didn't I didn't tell him about that um, about that engagement yesterday, and really just ask him, you know, really okay, what are your thoughts on? Uh, why do why do most people you know do some people have this and and other people don't why and how does it affect your life because I know that you don't you don't really uh, let fear dictate your decision making process so like what are your thoughts man uh, you know I I think I think you're right I think it's life experience I think it just comes from just like being in extremely scary positions and then just like being now like being where we are now, you know? Uh, and it was the process of going from those really scary, you know, positions or really scary circumstances and, you know, getting to today, let's say, uh, that continues to strengthen like my resolve when it comes to fearful situations or uncomfortable situations to lean into them. Right. Because I know through experience that it's going to be okay. Um, you know, I mean, shit, I could, I could honestly say, like, dude, in the last three years, I've started from zero three times. Like, from absolute, like, absolutely zero. Like, getting out of prison, zero. Uh, I got a divorce and leaving my wife, uh, you know, I started back at zero. Mark knows this. Like, literally left my wife with one paycheck. You know, you keep the house, you keep the bank accounts, you keep everything. Start at zero. And those are really scary situations, but I, I only felt comfortable doing those things because, one, I trust in God to lead me and guide me and to put me in position to be successful, but also because I know that it's going to be okay. You know, I have started from zero and built something of myself multiple times. And now at this point, like nothing can really discourage me from moving forward. And it's not to say that I'm fearless. It's just to say that I have a, I've acquired courage and resolve through experience that, um, that enables me to just persevere no matter what. I think that Fear has to exist uh, in order for us to be courageous, right? Courage is not the absence of fear. It's just being fearful and moving forward anyway. And I, I like to tell people that I coach and I like to tell people in general that typically on the other side of hard, anything hard, right? A hard situation on the other side of hard, just on the other side is a better, stronger, more powerful version of yourself. And I think that we could replace the word hard here with fear. You know, uh, change is associated with fear or excuse me, fear is associated with change of any type. And, you know, fear can be associated with any type of situation that you're going through, whether it's, you know, a lost job or a relationship or um, or, you know, making this the decision to to live a healthier lifestyle. Right. Or um, or maybe making the decision to start your own business, like whatever it is, you know, Fear is associated with change, and I think that on the other side of that fear is always, and has always been in my experience, a better version of me. You know, I agree. Um, I really do, and I love that quote about on the other side of hard or on the other side of of your fears, you know, is a better, stronger, uh, healthier version of you. Um, 
one thing that really helps me, I think, and this is, I don't know if it's appropriate for me to start talking like this on the show, but I guess it's my show. So, I mean, (laughs) but I I used to, I don't know if everybody knows this about me, but I used to uh, use quite a bit of psychedelic drugs and um, LSD in particular. And, And one time I had uh, you know, taking some LSD and, and a lot of them were really, really spiritual experiences for me, which, you know, is just another topic we can talk about another time. But, um, but this one time, man, I had a, um, <laughs> an acid trip, <laughs> but I had an acid trip and, and I came out of it, um, with, I always had like one, like really overwhelming takeaway a lot of times when I would experiment with things like that. And this particular time, I had a, a powerful takeaway. It affected my life. It affected who I who I've become, um, and really just how I live my life. And what it was was I just I, I just realized that like no matter what, like when I die, the the world is just gonna keep on spinning. Like the world is just gonna it's just gonna keep on spinning. Like I I realized that in in the in the timeline of eternity, like like I'm irrelevant. You know, I am completely and utterly irrelevant. And and it wasn't like I didn't have this realization. It's hard for me to describe this experience because I didn't have this realization in a negative way. Like it, it wasn't that I realized that I was irrelevant in a yet in a negative way. Um, but it was more so of like, I don't matter, but we do, you know, and I started to see the oneness of things and all that. Um, but anyway, you know, one of the things that that uh, really dawned on me that day is that we're, I'm going to die someday anyway. And so I can't let the fear of death keep me from living. You know, that was one of the big takeaways. And, and so what I keep in mind, especially with this, with this concept that we're talking about of how do you face your fears and really do those things that are going to enrich your life the most. And, and, and they're quite frankly, the gateway you're facing your fears is like walking through the gateway to the best way of, uh, to the best version of you. And so what I would encourage you to keep in mind is the same thing I keep in mind is that it's going to happen anyway. Like whatever you're afraid of, whatever you're afraid of, seriously, it's going to happen anyway, Um, at least most things. okay? Uh, but for example, like if you just started a business and you're struggling to really get the momentum going, uh, likely it's because you are not being default aggressive enough, right? I, I deal with people. Part of my job is I help a lot of people who who build and you know they start their own businesses, and I help them get started and stuff. And so I've I have so much experience with this, and it's like, man, you are procrastinating on doing the things that could help you get going the most because you are afraid of being told no. You're afraid of being turned down. You're afraid of putting your product or your service out there and somebody's going to say it's not worth the money. So you're terrified and you're not operating out of fear, but you're only prolonging something that's going to happen anyway, because guess what? Somebody is going to say no eventually. Somebody is going to say it's not worth it. So once you understand, like adopt the mindset that like the first time you try doing something that you're you're terrified to do or the, the first time you try doing something new and you're afraid um, of failure uh, what if you just accept that in order to get to success, you have to fail, you have to fail first, right? So if it's going to happen anyway, okay, I got to get that first one out of the way so I can get to success for real. That's, that's the truth. Okay. And so that, but, but if you take that, that was just the example of like, let's say somebody starting a business, but you take any, uh, of your fears that are keeping you from acting, 
Um, and you, you can adopt that same mentality. Like if you're afraid to start your fitness journey because you don't think that you can actually achieve the goal that you really want to achieve, well, what if you, what if you accept that you're going to fall off on your diet eventually? In fact, you're going to have to fall off on your diet and your exercise program two or three times before you actually stick to it. How about that? So let's get those two or three times out the way so you can get into a healthy and, and, and productive and successful routine. You know, like if we just start taking our fears and putting them out in front of us and saying, man, I got to get I got to get through that experience in order to get to the one that I really want anyway. So you know what? Let me just dive in and get that experience out the way. Yeah, I, dude, I agree with that to some degree. I'm going to I'm going to combat that a little bit. I'm going to combat it a little bit only because you know what you said about it's going to happen anyway, all right? That is true for people who don't quit. But if you allow your fear to keep you from ever starting, if you allow your fear to keep you from 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 continuing after that first failure, right? If you allow your fears to overcome you instead of overcoming your fears with perseverance and courage, well, then it's not going to happen anyway. Then what's going to happen is worst case scenario, you stay the same or you get worse, right? Like, especially in, in the position of an entrepreneur or someone starting their fitness journey, like think about, you know, if that first, if that entrepreneur just allows fear to cripple them in the beginning and they just never, ever get their product or service out there. And then they're like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to go back to work for my mom and dad or so, you know, like now that person's greatest reality, that person's best life never happens because they allow fear to cripple them in the beginning. And then also on a fitness journey, hey, you know, I'm just, I'm just so scared. You know, my friends, they keep talking shit and I'm just so scared and I'm going to fail. And, you know, and you know what? I'm just going to go back to, you know, drinking six pack of soda every day and eating Chick-fil-A for, for dinner. You know, like I'm just going to go back to my old ways. And because of the fear of change, because of the fear of facing my friends or my family who are going to judge me and talk shit, because of that fear, I never got started or I never continued on this journey. I never got through that first fall off. And because of that, I'll stay the same. And now, rather than living my best life, rather than reaching my fullest potential, you know, now I have to deal with the consequences of an unhealthy lifestyle later in life. Yeah, to be clear, though, when I said it's going to happen anyway, what I meant is that the thing that you're afraid of, if you commit, the thing that you're afraid of is going to happen anyway, you know? So if you just take it, like, like we'll let the possibility that it's going to happen deter us from trying. Well, if you just take it for granted that it's going to happen, then it's not a possibility. It's going to happen. And in order to, in order to get to the experience you want, man, you got to get that one out of the way. So, like, let's go ahead and, and make it happen, you know. And um, I see this in so many different areas uh, of people's conduct, you know, and really the way that they live their lives. And, and I think I, – I don't think I know that one of the things that has – one of the qualities that has enabled Matt and I to, like, overcome some of the things that we've overcame – um, is this quality of, of not letting, you know, of just leaning into fear. Um, and, and, and so I shared one of the examples, uh, a re very recent example of how I've done that, um, you know, with that speaking engagement and going up in front of those people. Man, I, I swear I thought I was going to shit my pants. I, su <laughs> I swear I was so nervous. And, and these guys look rough. I mean, this was, a, this was an automotive, like a car-focused uh, service. Uh, service business and so these guys are like mechanics and like you know just I mean they look rough and I'm standing in front of them 
uh, all freaking peppy and you know short. <laughs> Yo, I was I was so nervous, but that was okay. So that's an experience that you know an example of how I've done that recently and and how I continue to do it. But what about you, Matt? Can you think of like a a time when you were just absolutely terrified and you know that through doing it anyway, uh, you you really came out of it a, a better, stronger, um, better version of yourself. Man, uh, I can think of a lot of times where I was really scared to sh- fuck, like scared shitless. Um, I, I I really can. Uh, I don't know if they're all appropriate, but nah, don't 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 go crazy. Nah, nah, no, but. <laughs> What I'm saying, I think that, you know, truly the example that I do want to share is uh, one that I already mentioned, and it's kind of like negative and positive. I mean, you can take it how you want, but it was it was going through my divorce. Like, honestly, it was like one of the scariest things that I've ever done. Um, it was one it was probably the hardest decision I ever made. You know, Mark can probably remember, you know, I used to call him all the time and, and talk to him about status of my relationship. And, you know, for those, you know, my ex-wife was a great woman. She didn't do anything wrong per se. I just knew that our relationship wasn't one that I wanted to be in forever. Um, and we had just grown apart. I got married super young and, um, you know, I had become a different person as a man and she had become a different person as a woman and we just wanted different things. So leaving that situation was super scary because one, my parents had been married almost 40 years. All right. And I knew that that would be rough on them uh, making that decision. I uh, didn't want to tell them. Um, you know, I didn't want to tell my ex-wife at the time or at the time that I didn't want to be with her forever because she hadn't done anything wrong. And uh, it was super scary. And, you know, you could apply this to even telling the person that you really admire or really like or love that you do want to marry them. Right. So like it could be applied in multiple ways. But I think that making that decision because it was best for me, and I really genuinely, genuinely believed that it was best for her uh, in the long run, although it was super freaking scary. And like I mentioned, you know, I was set, I was, I was dead set on, on leaving with nothing but one paycheck, one paycheck from my job. I was working construction at the time. I left, uh, you know, we owned a house together. We had a dog together. We had bank accounts together. Everything was together, credit cards, all of it. And I was dead set on leaving her with everything in the best position possible because she hadn't done anything wrong to me. As a matter of fact, she had done a lot right to me. Uh, She was with me for years. While I was in prison, she took care of me. She supported me. Um, But we weren't right together. We weren't going to be happy together long term. So that decision was so freaking scary. Um, But I had to do it. And now, you know, almost two years later, a year and a half later, um, you know, I know that that was the right decision to make. And I know that I've grown so much because of it. And I know that she is in a much better place because of it. But at the time, it was the scariest thing I'd ever done. It was it was the hardest decision that I ever had to make. And I just know that, like I said, I grew from that experience. And not only that, not only from making the decision, but from starting back from square one with no money, with, you know, no house, with no nothing, really, I had to start. I remember one of the scariest parts about that whole experience was figuring out how freaking much it cost to buy dishes and towels and silverware and shit like that for a house. Because I like, like I said, I had one paycheck, you know, and I called Mark and I'm like, dude, it's 1130 at night and I just got out of Target. and I just sat in my truck for like 45 minutes. 
because I had spent so much money just trying to get my apartment outfitted when I had left my wife. And it was really, really scary. But now I know that I can start with zero at any time, anywhere, and make it work. Well, first of all, <clears throat> I don't want to let this, this pass, but you made the first mistake you made was going to Target for, for fucking dishware. <laughs> That's the first mistake you made because everybody knows that when you go into Target, you spend four times uh, the amount of money that you intended on spending. You can go into Target for um, you know some staples and come out spend three hundred and seventy four dollars. You know, and it's like what what even just happened right now? And so so needless to say, guys. Um, you know, I really just wanted to share kind of just thoughts on, on, on facing your fears. I've had this conversation actually multiple times lately on a one-on-one -on -one level. And if you're one of those people that I've had one of those conversations with, I love you and thank you for inspiring a, a, a podcast topic. Um, but it, it really is. It's something that I think that more people struggle with than don't. And if you can just if you can just find your own trick, you know, like my trick, granted, it's imperfect. The whole it's going to happen anyway. Let's just get it out of the way. It's imperfect because it doesn't apply to every single scenario. But if you can figure out your own trick, whatever it is to just 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 give you a cue that like, OK, this is a moment of of of, of growth. You know, um, it's a, it's an opportunity for growth right now. You know, and on the other side of this really, really scary situation, um, is, is something great, you know, it's a better version of me at the least, you know, and at the most, it could be just, you, you could win an opportunity. You could ch completely change your life by just leaning into a really, really scary situation or opportunity. So hope that you guys, uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, for those of you that have been waiting for us to drop another episode, man, I love you guys and I appreciate you so much. It's so cool, uh, to think that you guys actually listen to this. Um, if you enjoyed it or if you thought it was thought-provoking at all, please don't hesitate to share it on social media. Um, this is something that Matt and I just do because we love to help people and want to just share our perspective and our experiences along the way, and hope, hopefully they can be of some service. Um, so, Matt, you got anything else? Nah, man, I'm good. All right, guys, love you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>